You are listening to the Mom Halo Podcast. This sweet ear candy will serve up laughs and aha moments as we talk to best-in-class thought leaders. These folks are dropping gems of genius. I'm Melana Kapitz, CEO and founder of the Mom Halo community. I'm a fun, fearless, freckled mom with three wild kiddos. I love to introduce you to ideas and people that will rock your world all while laughing out loud because that is the only way to get through the daily grind of parenthood. Plug in your earphones and let's get to them. All right. Hello, friends. Welcome <laughs> to the Mom Halo podcast with your host, Alana Kafitz. Welcome. If you are new to our podcast, we come to you every week dropping gems from uh, some of the best and brightest thought leaders and uh, geniuses from a variety of industry. And today I'm so pumped to have my friend Charnel Bartholomew with us. Um, welcome, Charnel. <laughs> Thank you very much. Did a little yeah. silent dance. You can't see it, but maybe we'll put that <laughs> put that on Instagram somewhere. Charnel, tell us who you are, where you're from, and what you do. Yes. Uh, so my name is Chanel Bartholomew. I am a mom of three beautiful girls, registered massage therapist, trainer, and I am your energy coach. I am a health coach and I help moms go from exhausted to energized. I am here in the GTA in Toronto. I grew up in Mississauga, moved to Scarborough all the way on the other side. Um, and that's where I am now. And I've spent the last 15, almost 16 years in the health and wellness industry. Um, as a massage therapist, kind of helping my clients with their pain, with their stress, and that snowballed and I wanted to help them more and deeper. Um, so I studied and I researched, did all of that, and then I became a mom. <laughs> and I was hit by the Mack truck of mom motherhood. And um, and I was done. I was exhausted. I was cranky. I was craving. Um and, and I decided to, in order to help myself, I needed to, again, learn some more. Um, and that's how, that's how my programs came about because I was done for. I was tired and exhausted and, and I needed help and I had to figure it out. So that's where we are now. My um, energy transformation program is mainly for women um, so they can, they can feel amazing again. I love it so much. So let me take you back, folks, a bit. Charnel and I met in Panama, believe it or not. <laughs> and she and I were roommates at a retreat for moms. Mm -hmm. And right before we started recording, we were sort of talking about what it feels like a lifetime ago, Charnel. Oh, yeah. Long, long time ago. I was so on the bottom bunk. Or wait, I was on the top bunk. You were on the top bunk because you were the fittest <laughs> little motherfucker. And you were just like ninjaing up there. I was so pregnant. And there was no way I was getting up to the top bunk, but you were a fabulous roommate and a fabulous massage therapist. That's how I knew you at the time. Mm -hmm. um, and I knew you were sort of like ebbing into this new ecosystem of coaching. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it was so funny. We were just talking about, talking about energy exchange. What That was an energetic moment. Panama. Yes. Yes. That was the first ever trip I'd taken for myself, like for myself, by myself. I had never done that before. Never gone anywhere without like family, husband, children, never. Um, so that was a huge experience. It was a leap and it was so worth it. So worth it. The water, the yeah. yoga in the morning the yoga, and the evening. The food. The, I food. the food was so good. I climbed I a mountain. <laughs> I remember you climbing that mountain. <laughs> Nuts. I remember you climbing that mountain and I was like, oh, God, she's so fit. <laughs> like I'm thinking, <laughs> she's so healthy and fit and like 
how is she so healthy and fit? Um, let's talk <laughs> about health and energy. Um, so Charnel, you have really leaned into this practice. You are an energizer coach, which is such an interesting way to frame this. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to use this as a guiding principle a bit, but we have five tips to boost your energy. Yes. Go from exhausted to energized. This is yes. sort of our theme for today's conversation. Mm-hmm. Let's just take it back. What makes somebody exhausted? What are like the factors in exhaustion? Ooh, yeah, there's lots. Um, so I call them the energy gains and drains, right? You, you have to know yourself. What drains your energy? Um, I myself, I'm, I feel like I'm half introvert, half extrovert, love people, but I need my alone time. So when I am being super social and doing all the fun things and talking and connecting, I love it. But then after that, I need some quiet alone peace time. And What's that's your how sign? I re-energize. Your I'm a Taurus. You're a Taurus. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so is my husband too. So we're both stubborn, wow. super stubborn. Um, so for me, I like, I get energy, but I also get drained from big, crazy functions, loud, loud noises and music, kind of the overwhelm of the mom life, like the after school rush, the, the snacks, the bath, the dinner, the bed, all of that. I'm, I'm exhausted by the end of it. You have to know your energy drains. Um, when you eat certain things an hour later, an hour and a half later, you need to like take a nap. Like you feel knocked out that is going to be something that is draining your energy. Our digestion is a huge part of what drains us. So optimizing digestion obviously is part of the programs that I run, Mm. but you have to know what really makes you feel kind of low energy and what builds you up. So sometimes a little bit of too much social media can do it for some people, um, listening to certain things. Mm -hmm. And on the other side of that, choosing what we listen to, who we speak to, what we surround ourselves with, even, you know, the chaos of being at home, the messiness, there are certain triggers that only you can really identify that when it happens, you feel exhausted. Like you feel tired, done over the top, exhausted when you come into contact with them. Yeah. I think that's interesting, Charnel. I've never thought about if I were to take my day and map out from the minute I wake up to the minute I go to bed, what are the moments where I feel energized and drained? I've never thought of that before. Mm-hmm. If I were to roadmap every hour of my day and when mm-hmm. those happen, maybe it is this sort of universal truth for moms of many kids or moms of kids in grade school that like mm-hmm. it's that after hours, it's at 3.30 to seven thirty. Yeah. Takes all of the wind out of the sails. It's like all of your energy, like all of your patience, all of your organizing, you're multitasking, you're in multiple directions at the same time. Um, it takes a lot. And if you are, if you're not making sure that before that starts, you're like centered, energized, I feel good going in, then it's just, it's disastrous, right? It's chaos. If the kids are going crazy and you are like on your last nerve, it's tough. It's really hard. Um, So it's just identifying those things and then figuring out what gives you energy and putting those into play each day so you can feel your best. Damn girl. Okay. You're going to walk us through some of this. You're going to give us some gold today. Um, Tell us about energy. What, how do you become energized? What's, we'll go through the tips, but just what is energy like in the person? What, how does that manifest? How do we get that? You talked about digestion. I want to go to that a bit, but tell us Mm -hmm. what is energy? So you can kind of, you can go in a lot of different directions when it comes to energy. You can get down into the anatomy and the physiology of it. You can go into the spiritual side of it. Realist, you can say that energy is always here. It's never like 
there's no beginning, no end. It is here. It has always been here. It will always be here. For us, we have to create the energy in our bodies. Like it's all around us. You feel it when you're walking barefoot, like on the beach and the sand, when your feet touch the earth, you feel that. Um, that helps ground us, helps regulate our energy. But why is really, that? Like they're right. You're asking, yeah. why is that? Why is it when my feet are in the sand? Yeah. I feel different. How come? It's it's the energy. It's literally like the transmission of like the minerals and the cells and down to like the science of it, like the atoms, the vibrations, the frequencies. It's so crazy. Um, but that's a lot of times why we get more sick, like in the winter when we're covered up in all of these layers and you're not actually touching the earth. So I'm a person who I, I don't like to be barefoot, but in when I get a chance to, I will go stand in the grass on the earth, put my feet in the, like in the dirt and, and actually feel that grounding energy, like feel everything just kind of calm down and regulate. That's why like the ocean, the sand, mm-hmm. the beach, so it, it just kind of rejuvenates you, right? It's so crazy, Chanel, when you say it like that, you know, I'm not somebody who necessarily um, pays attention to these things. I mm-hmm. run a very fast, I'm your ideal customer, actually. <laughs> um, I am your ideal customer. I move really quickly. I'm not paying attention to my energy. I am extremely drained. Um mm-hmm. Sorry, my dad's calling me. Dad, go away. I'm podcasting. <laughs> I doubt daddy. I'm podcasting. I just got to email him because he's just going to keep calling. My parents go through this thing as they get older where they power call me. Oh, yes. Um, like, are you yeah, there? Power are you there? Here he comes again until <laughs> three o'clock. Dad, stop calling. Um, <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> we'll no problem at all. I'm, in. My it's mom would life. probably do the same. She's upstairs with the baby though. <laughs> Um, so take us through, I, I, I think about energy in this conversation and it's not really something I've thought about ever. I've never yeah. thought about why I'm standing on the beach and why that feels different. I've never thought yeah. about in the summer and you're in a park and you take your feet off and you touch the grass, why that feels different. Yeah. It's a vibration in your body that actually generates from stimulating a different, yes. a different experience, yeah, right? It's taking, it's going into your, so you, you have your nervous system, you have your parasympathetic nervous system, which is that rest and digest. And you have your sympathetic, which is that fight or flight. When you touch the earth, it literally grounds your energy and it takes you from that stress hormone, that fight or flight to that rest and digest. So your everything slows down. Your breathing slows down. It gets deeper, right? Like you can breathe, you can slow down. Your your blood pressure is going to regulate your heartbeat. So all of those things are when we really ground ourselves. And we can find ways to do that when we're not actually touching the earth. But you definitely notice a difference when you get a chance to like really, really just relax and breathe and like touch, touch the actual earth. Yeah, it's so funny. We were talking about this a bit, you and I, and I was sort of making a joke that self-care is sort of only a sport on social media. And like, no one's really- like, No one's really doing, doing this, it. No one's really doing it the way that everyone <laughs> looks like they're doing it on social media. Yeah. Everyone's competing for looking more like they're doing this. Yeah. This like stuff, self-care but- doesn't have to be, you know, an hour bubble bath with right. like your your toes just sticking over the bubble. Yeah, it's such like- crap. <laughs> Such a crap. Oh my God. We're, we're really, are, <clears throat> we're not doing justice to our womanhood here. I, I think know. you're right. I mean, Charnel, I think about what I need and really, okay. Give me one second. I'm going to pause this. I'm sorry. Sorry guys. Intermission. 
Um, you know, Chanel, it's funny. I'm thinking, I'm dreaming of vacations right now. I can't help but like crave. I'm really, my body is needing a departure from Absolutely. this grind. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm putting together a post right now called Miles Beyond Burnout. We are miles mm-hmm. from burnout. Like we are, we, yep. we passed that on the highway. We are past burnout. I need mm-hmm. to unplug and recharge so freaking badly. Yes. And the only way I can do that really mm-hmm. is by physically removing myself from an environment. Yes. I need, I need to be near the water. I need to put my feet in the sand. And this is so, I'm really having an aha moment with you Charlotte, right now. <laughs> You know, I'm very sensation to me changes me. Yes. Talk about that. Can you, can you bring us through that? School me on that. Yeah. Um, So again, most of us, our lives are this, it's continuous cycle. So for you, some people can shut it off and like go away for a day or two. And some people need to, like you said, remove yourself from the entire situation because your entire environment pulls you back into those those natural habits and cycles that are not helping. So it pulls you back into the frenzy and the, and the planning and the analyzing, and I need to be here for this. Oh, and don't forget that. So taking yourself out of that situation is incredibly important. Um, when you turn off, like when you, when you have a chance to turn off, some people can do it like before they go to bed, their head hits the pillow. They have no, no thoughts of what is coming, what happened in the past, no anxiety. Um, and some people need to, like you said, remove themselves from the situation. So that is actually going to, again, start to regulate those stress hormones. You're kind of living in this, in this fatigue of overrun cortisol, right? That stress hormone that is constantly hitting you when you're in that state, you can't turn off. You can't relax. Your body cannot heal and rejuvenate. It's not going to work. If you're in that constant state, we need some cortisol, some cortisol in your system is good right? It's good for heart, like your blood pressure and your heart and your muscles, and you need it to turn on at certain times. It's, it keeps us alive. But when it's constantly on that chronic state, it's going to start damaging you literally from the inside out. And you're going to feel exhausted. You're going to feel drained. So you need to remove yourself from the situation. You now having your moment, you know that, you know, the lunch out helps, but it's not good enough. Yeah. You need to actually Remove. leave your environment. Yeah. I got to <laughs> You and I Book should Thelma and Louise out of here because I am pushing. I want full throttle on the gas. I am running away from this reality. No, I mean, look, yeah. that's not necessarily sustainable either. But I think mm-hmm. there is a cadence of life, which we talk about vacation, mm-hmm. right? And some people build their whole world around four times a year. They yeah. go away. Or, you know, a lot of women like us who are solo entrepreneurs who are grinding every day in entrepreneurship, yeah. like you got to build those times, that girl weekend, the spouse, the solo time. The getaway, yeah. I haven't been able to build that. So I think this, this buildup is now yes. happening. The plaque is now There's sticking. this pressure. Yeah, it's sticking, right? We're like, I need to unstuck. Um, yeah. So I, I really feel that. I never really thought about the energy is different near the water. The energy is different in this the sand or in the grass. I have never yeah. thought about that until this exact moment. <laughs> I've done a lot of yoga, but I've never thought about that groundingness. I just thought it was bullshit. But you're yeah. saying it's, it's real. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely real. You'll feel the difference. And like you said, most of us don't even know why, but you just, you enjoy it. You want to, you crave it. And in here in the colder months, you don't really get that. 
So by like March, you're like, you're itching. You're like, we need to, we need to go somewhere. I need to do something. I need to like be in the sunlight, in the sand, in the grass, in the water to re-energize, to really ground ourselves. I love that, Chanel. Okay. Mm -hmm. So let's take us through the five tips to boost energy and to go from exhausted to energized. So number one. Yes. Yes. So number one. You are worthy. Yes. Believe you are worthy. Okay. Let's start there. It's actually a really good point. Let's talk about worthiness. Yes. So this is the number one because it takes some work. It takes some work and it takes some effort. It takes scheduling. You got to figure things out. You also have to believe that on the other side of those changes, that's the person that you're aiming for, right? It's, it's actually like an identity shift to leave all of that, like overwhelm, exhaustion on the go all the time, grinding, 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 hustle, 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 to leave that and let that go and turn into a person that has a rhythm that is more suitable to your healthy lifestyle. It's a transformation. I don't even understand what you're saying. Like <laughs> I, my brain doesn't even register that there's an opportunity for it to be something else than that. Yes. So take, take me back. <laughs> well, okay. So yes, the, the normalizing of exhaustion and motherhood, it's, it's pretty much normal. You expect to be done for and exhausted. Um, and it doesn't have to be that way. We have, we know now, like you said, this last two years has been a grind. We've been overworked, burnt out. We know our mental and our physical health need to be our priority. We cannot show up. Without the energy, we cannot show up for anyone else, anything else, the business, the community, the family, the kids, the relationships. They all fall apart when you just can't get up, when you can't move, when you're cranky, when you're moody, when you can't think straight. So bringing it back to our energy is incredibly important. Knowing that some of the most productive people, some of the people that work at that peak performance, they put rest into their schedule. It is just as important as everything else. They have their grind time, you know, they have that time where they're going hard and then rest. They have that grind time and then they put in play, like fun and play, being creative. That's actually going to make you like come up with ideas. You know, when you're driving or you're like in the shower and like, bing, the best idea comes to you. It's because your body is kind of let go. You, your brain has room sure, no. to like explore. I am having like, like an outer body experience on this podcast <laughs> because this all makes sense. I didn't understand why that happens. And now. A word from our mom, Halo, podcast sponsor. Who needs superheroes when we have moms? Kids and Company is Canada's leading provider of childcare with over 100 locations across the country and in the United States. They're celebrating their 20th anniversary this year. And with 20 years of experience in the childcare space comes a ton of innovation in how they cater to their families. They have in-classroom webcams, an app that provides daily updates for parents, a from-scratch menu, and wonderful high-quality educators. These are just a few of the amazing things about Kids and Company. My daughter attends one of their centers and I can vouch for how incredible they are, far beyond others we've attended. They're offering families who register and start care by July 31st, 2022, a waived registration fee. That applies to new registrations only. Call their team at one eight zero zero my kid co and use the code MOMHALO to register for this offer. You won't regret it. 
Still dealing with leaky diapers? It's time to try Rascal and Friends. Designed with you and your little one in mind, Rascal and Friends Premium Diapers ticks all the boxes. Affordable, safe on sensitive skin, deliciously soft and super absorbent. Plus, their unique design provides up to 12 hours of leak production to keep your baby comfy and dry day and night. Join the thousands of parents making the switch and say goodbye to leaks. Shop Roscoe and Friends Premium Diapers, Training Pants, and Sensitive Wipes at Walmart today. <laughs> so yes, you're in the shower, the water is hitting you, you're naked, you're by yourself for five minutes, whatever it is. <laughs> and you're having those thoughts because it allows for you to have those. Th- it's oh space. my gosh, I never yes. even thought of that before. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's space, right? You need to put into your schedule, the space to think, to brainstorm and that playfulness, that fun, that rest, it is productive. It absolutely is because then you're taking care of the physical and the mental. So you can keep going so you can show up better. So it it all plays a part. So believing you are worthy means that you believe that you can do the work to get to that point. It means that you believe you can be the person. It believes that you believe you deserve it, right? You deserve to get rest. You don't have, you are not only worthy when you're grinding. You're not only worthy when you're doing things for everyone else. You are worthy because you're here. Like it's inherent in your existence. You are worthy. You are capable. You are enough. I love it. And you can be both energized and like productive. You don't have to be exhausted to do good things. So now I'm thinking we have to move this podcast up in the cadence of the podcast release. Cause I think people really need to hear this right now. You know, mm-hmm. like we're releasing in March. I think people need to hear this right now. Um, yeah. So I think you're talking, but just really a mindset shift mm-hmm. to create space and time. And to me, that actually is the most reasonable thing I've ever heard anyone say on this topic, because I don't love when people are like, drink the water and do the yoga and go for the 20 minute walk because it's good for you. What you're saying is it's actually about like, like a, a, a chemical electric energy that, that creates change. And I have seen people change. I've seen Mm -hmm. actually, I was like, how the fuck did they do that? You know? (laughs) I don't understand how that happened. What is she drinking? What? what? <laughs> Get off. I will buy Barkeep, it. <laughs> I'll have that tea. Whatever is in her tea, I will sip. I love that show now. Okay. So believe you are worthy. So we're talking yes. about the mind shift. Okay. Yes. Number two, movement. Let's talk about movement. You are, you are, you are a little like one of the fittest little fitness people <laughs> I've ever seen. You're a little tight body and you're like very beautiful and you have a very beautiful physique and you birthed all these babies and you... You look yeah. so healthy all the time. Tell me Thank about you. movement. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. So what I like to say about movement is it doesn't need to be like the 90 minute workout or your one hour Peloton. Like that counts, but it doesn't have to be that. It can be the walk outside. It can be playing with your kids. It could be like the trampoline and dancing in your kitchen. It's just about the accumulation of movement, raising your heartbeat, moving your body, getting those muscles to contract. It's about accumulating, you know, scientifically saying they say about 150 minutes a week, which is 20 minutes a day, you know, five minute spurts if you need to break it up. It's just accumulating that movement. When we move our muscles, when we pump our blood, when your breathing increases, you're, you're sending these signals to your brain that like, 
we can do this. We can get stronger. We have time and space to grow. And it's going to release all of those good neurotransmitters, the serotonin, the dopamine, the endorphins, the oxytocin. They're actually saying your muscles are more of like an endocrine organ now. They release so much that they make you feel great. They increase your your ability to be resilient. They increase your pain threshold. So movement helps us in so many different ways. So it's definitely kind of the cornerstone, but it doesn't have to be the sweaty, like cardio, boring, like it doesn't have to be that. It just needs to be 20 minutes of movement and putting it to music or with a group of people increases the benefits even more. Why? So with music, it gets to different parts of your brain right? Like, you know, that your memories are connected to music and it takes you back and you have to move. There's a rhythmic, you know, you hear a rhythm and you have to move. So it's connected to a lot of different areas in your brain. You're talking about the auditory and actual physical and movement. So it actually stimulates kind of the joy of movement, right? If you're enjoying something, you're going to do it more. It becomes a habit when it's not this like, horrible grind that you just have to push through so having and then having community again reinforces that it's it's a benefit we are doing things together we are human beings we are literally not meant to be alone which is why isolation is like deadly um so community and music with movement it's just it's amazing god that's so interesting i wonder because i just got a peloton like Mm -hmm. late to dinner on this one oh me too Um, and i didn't really think i needed a peloton it took me and my husband talking about it for years because my old podcast co-host um dina kulik dr kulik she had a peloton from probably 10 years now she's had a peloton she was an early adult oh wow and i thought she was bananas i was like what is with this fucking cult thing (laughs) but now that i have it I have never, Charnel, in my life, and I've gone through phases of really working out and never working out. I'm an, I'm a mm-hmm. Gemini, so I do, you know, the twin. I do <laughs> all or, or nothing. <laughs> so right now with the Peloton, it's been a game changer for me in that it is the 20 minutes a day and it is the music and it is the community. And I hear that song and I'm like, holy fuck, I got to pound the, the yeah, pedal. You, you want to stay on beat. I want right? to stay on like- beat. And I, and I like the peoples and I like the whole thing. Yeah. So um, I, I can see why, why those things um, there's a science to it. And it's not just, you know, this, this idea, the idea is yeah. based on actual science. In fact, Oh my gosh, Chanel, honestly, <laughs> boom, boom, but I'm just learning so as today. Um, I love it. Okay. And mm-hmm. let's talk about movement. So movement is, is this is interesting because you hear about people talk about and practice and preach this stuff. But what mm-hmm. you're saying is like, there's actual like yeah. linear science here that, that weaves through all of these things and why they matter and how they matter. So interesting. yes, absolutely. I love it. Um, can I ask you a question, Chanel? If you mm-hmm. move your body twice a day for 10 minutes is as mm-hmm. effective as moving your body once for 20 minutes. As effective. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm, you know what? I'm sure there's research for both, both arguments. You could probably find anything to support anything at, at this point. Um, but it is the accumulation that matters. It's the consistency and the accumulation that matters the most. So if you're struggling to get in that like one hour workout, it doesn't need to be that. It can be broken up through your day. Um, whatever you are willing or able to do consistently is the key. I love that. So I have an office that I've been going to and there's a treadmill there. And I find mm-hmm. if I get on the treadmill, well, I'm on a conference call or talking, I'm like, oh man, yes. I'm for 20 minutes on my freaking call. Um, 
I don't, I can't do that as easily on the Peloton, but I do find like I was doing a call yesterday. I was on it for 20 minutes and then I came home and did the Peloton. I was like, oh my God, I like quadrupled my maximum, maximal, like uh, usual uh, walking. And I walk my kids yeah. to and from school every day. So I feel like to me, it's movement. Movement's always been important. It's not something I do consistency. Consistency, I think is actually the key. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see why now I'm having like aha moments here. Okay. Um, <laughs> Let's get to number three. We're talked about, so we're talking about believe, believe you're worthy. Number two, we're talking about movement and all, all the whys. Let's mm-hmm. talk about sleep a bit. Let's talk about adult, especially mama sleep. Talk to oh, me yes. about mama sleep. Yes. So adult mama sleep. So again, if you have young ones, it's probably going to be broken. There's a time in our life where everything's kind of crazy and we have to get back onto a schedule that works for us. But as adults, you want to aim for between 6.5 and nine, they say, I don't know who are these unicorns who sleep for nine hours or need nine hours, but I'm typically good at like a seven, seven and a half. Right now I'm probably getting six and a half, but you want to aim for between six and a half to nine hours. Again, you play with those time blocks. Most of us have a 90 minute sleep schedule or sleep rhythm. So you kind of go through all the cycles of your sleep and you play with that time until you get what get to what really feels good for you. Now, the reason sleep is so important, again, it's when your body is in that rest and digest. That's why you shouldn't eat too close to bedtime. And it's when we rejuvenate, we restore, you remove harmful plaques from your brain. Your muscles are able to repair. You commit things to memory. So if you're studying or you need to memorize something, sleep actually helps with that whole process. Um, and our circadian rhythm need that sleep, right? And that's connected to your hormones and your mood and your cravings. So It's again, one of those things that you might be eating well, you might be working out all the time, your stress levels might be okay, but if your sleep is not on track, that's something that can actually kind of tip the balance into feeling your absolute best and kind of being okay, right? I think most of us exist in okay. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I would say most people exist in okay. Yeah, sleep is interesting. And I think sleep changes throughout our lifetime, of course. Mm -hmm. And um we spend so much time in our community talking about baby sleep and we talk yes. so much about toddler sleep and we talk so much about bedtime battles and how much we are trying to protect our kids sleep and how sensitive our children are to not getting or getting too much. So it's interesting to put ourselves into that ecosystem about adult sleep and especially mom sleep. And you're right. Mm-hmm. There's, there's this sort of, I want to say um, early ages and stages of parenthood where you are in broken sleep. That's what it is. Yeah. And that's what, if that is the foundational issue that you're having, right? And all mm-hmm. of our parenting experts similarly will say that if your kid isn't sleeping, mm-hmm. you can't parent a kid who doesn't sleep well, right? Or isn't getting right. the hours they need. So if they're tantruming or other things, it's similar. So it's interesting to see it doesn't really matter where we are in our life cycle that sleep mm-hmm. is so foundational. Tell me though, how when somebody is sleeping nine hours, what does that look like? <laughs> like what time do they go to bed? Let me count. Nine to ten. We gotta calculate that. One, two, three, four, five. So if you go to bed at nine p.m. and you wake up at five a.m., that's nine hours. That's eight hours. Yeah, that's pretty good. Eight hours. Yeah, or like yeah, ten to six. Right. It just depends. Right. You want a little bit of wind down time. You need it to be cool, dark, quiet, clutter free. If you can do that in your bedroom, um, and those are all the same things we teach for babies. The sleep environment, your sleep hygiene, and then we forget it when it comes to us. So yeah. this is going back, right? Taking it back for us, figuring out exactly how much we need, 
trying to, obviously there are the times where you stay up late, you party, you go to bed early, you go to bed late. But for the most part, the majority of the week, you should be trying to go to bed around the same time and waking up around the same time. So your body can regulate, right? Then it just, it knows I'm getting this. When you are sleep deprived, similar to when you're like dehydrated, it's almost like operating when you're drunk. (laughs) It's like, you're a little dizzy, can't think straight, a little fatigued, right? It's, it really impacts your body in ways that can be seen physically and like cognitively. Wow. 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 Um, <laughs> no to self. Hey Google <laughs> set timer for 10 PM to go to bed tonight. Did that work? Did it do it? <laughs> 18 minutes, a 39 second timer called go to bed for 10 PM. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I just said it. And I would say rock my baby. It's, that's so funny. Um, so that that's a really good reminder. Yeah, sleep hygiene is interesting too. Cause like I do have some friends who are like the most productive and the most high functioning and they are in bed at like sleeping by 10 every single night. You know? Yeah, they're like, don't call me. I'm not gonna answer. Right. I love <laughs> like, that. I'm in bed. <laughs> they're protecting that those moments. I love that. Okay, yeah. so so we've gone through uh believing of your worthiness, movement, and mm-hmm. sleep. Talk to me about water and food, because you, you said something before that was interesting. Water and food is your fourth tip for ex- combating yes. sort of um, exhaustedness and energized. And this is so basic, but we are, sometimes we need a good reminder of Absolutely. these things. So why don't you school me a bit and school all of us a bit on water and food yes. foundations. Let's go. So, okay. Every organ system in your body needs water to function. You exist because we are part water, right? It's not just like hair and nails, like the nice stuff. It's literally like organs need them to function. As I said before, one to 3% dehydration can impair your brain function, like brain fog, headaches, fatigue, mood swings. So at a basic level, everybody needs, you know, about you take your pounds in, or sorry, you take your weight in pounds and you divide that by two. That is kind of a basic calculation of the amount of ounces that you need. And we adjust. So from there, we adjust. You adjust for activity. You adjust for if you're pregnant, if you're nursing, if your career has you up and running, if you're super physical, if you sweat a lot, you adjust for all of those things. That's kind of a basic level. You want to be emptying full bladder every two to three hours, right? Our, our body needs water to function. It absolutely needs it, every organ system. Um, and whether it's a little bit carbonated or you're going to flavor it up, carry your water bottle, my, my giant water bottle with me so to make sure I'm drinking, um, spice it up with flavors, however you got to get it in, ice cold, lukewarm, whatever you like it, it's incredibly important to get it in. Yeah. It's like the boring tip, right? Because it's like drink more water, but it actually yeah. does help. No, it just but there's good strategies, right? Do, I think right? it's good. Uh, you know, I think Rachel Hollis is a little bit cuckoo, but um, um, she's like, and she was one of these big like water cult people. And mm-hmm. <clears throat> the thing that I learned from her that was interesting is just gulp it, like open up your guzzle and just gulp, you know? Yes. And, that and was use a was- straw. Sometimes using a straw helps you drink way more. So I find if I do it first thing in the morning and I try to do, I have like a a 16 ounce glass that I try to do every morning with lemon water. And that's like my Mm -hmm. one thing that I try to do before anything else in the day. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I just got in two glasses. I can do that. So my goal is Mm -hmm. to get at least four more of those in like four over the course of the day. So, um, you know, some days I'm really good with the water and sometimes I'm really bad. My sister, Bonnie is the best water drinker I've ever seen the most (laughs) consistent 
like lives and dies probably for 25 years. She's been drinking her weight in water. Like, and she carries it around that if, if I remember when I was a kid, if I used to try to take a sip of her water, she would be mad because it would mess up her, her water <laughs> tracking. Cause I would have some of her water and she was like, no, I need to know how much I'm tracking. Um, and yeah, she had all these strategies um, that I thought were cuckoo, but obviously she was onto something and I didn't understand that at the time. Yeah, water is a weird one. I, I like these strategies. So we're going to flavor it. We're going to sparkle it. We're going to, we're just, we're going to yeah. set a timer. We're going to get a giant bottle. We're going to yes. do all those things. Okay. Do all of those things. Yeah. Absolutely. Love it. Okay. Talk to me about food. Let's talk about food. <laughs> yes. Nourishment. Go. Yes. Nourishment. So nourishment is not only food. That's a totally big, huge topic again on its own. But when we come down to food, there's no magic pill or food or tea. Don't drink the tea. It's just going to make you poop. Don't, don't drink the laxative teas, but there's no magic kind of food or pill. There's nothing that is inherently good or bad. There are foods that are less nutrient dense. Yes. But a lot of times it leads to self-judgment if we are using those things as either like punishment for something or reward for something, or we're labeling these foods bad. So what I try to do with all of my clients is to get them to stop labeling these foods and to focus on nutrition and nourishment the majority of the time. And you still get to eat the cake. Like you still get to have the pizza and do Friday nights and you still get to have the snacks with your kids because the agony of the calorie counting and the measuring, all of that has to go off, go out the window because that puts even more stress on your system. So we're not doing that anymore. When it comes to foods, what I always say is when you are having a meal, snacks are included in that. When you are having a meal, when you are feeding your body, you want it to be balanced. You want there to be carbs, fiber, healthy fats, and um, protein in everything that you eat. So it balances it out. It doesn't break down as fast. You're not going to get that sugar spike and then that crash where you need that chocolate or you need that donut you need that coffee just to keep going it's the regulation of our blood sugar that's incredibly important and when you have fiber and healthy fats protein and carbs it helps regulate that breakdown of the sugar into your bloodstream and that helps you have that kind of fairly level energy like burn you're not going to go on the roller coaster and then crash so there are entire populations that exist on mainly carbs, like carbs aren't evil and they're yeah. good, but, but they're okay because they move a lot. They stress less. They're eating mindfully. They're surrounded by communities. So there are a whole bunch of other factors, not just the calorie. It is not yeah. just calories in calories out Yeah, because your body might process a certain nutrient or calorie totally different than the way my body will process it. So calories in calories out is really old. It's really old. Yeah, so I think that's that really old. But I think, you know, our generation of moms and women grew up with so much diet culture and oh, yeah. so much body image issue. And I think mm -hmm. we as a generation are trying to combat that for ourselves and for our children, our daughters specifically, and our boys, our men, yes. or the they, them, or whatever gender they might be um, yeah. as they get older. But um, I do think that there's there's a there's health and wellness wanting yes. to live healthy, and then yes. there's this preconceived notion that thin is beautiful, right? Oh yeah. So this is I think what we're trying to do is change the narrative to say eat 
nourishment. Eat something that nourishes nourishes your yes. body. Give us an example then, Charnel. What is a nourishing meal? Give me an example of what a lunch would look like that has nourishment and all of those. Give us some inspiration. Yeah. Inspo. yeah. What, would, what would you sit so, down and have that you'd make in five minutes or less? Right. So again, it's going to look a little bit different for everybody. You want to make sure that you're also getting in antioxidants and you're like superfoods or fermented foods. Probiotics can be a really big game changer for a lot of people getting that good bacteria in your gut, the good flora. The majority of our serotonin is produced in our gut and that's that feel good hormone. So if you're feeling kind of low probiotics, prebiotics, even digestive enzymes might really help there with your energy. But when it comes to quick meals, so what I did today, actually in my stories, I was chopping up snacks for my kids for lunch. And I literally just chopped up a couple others and put it in a bowl for myself to snack on. So it was like fruits and, you know, you pack the best lunches for your kids, right? Fruits and veggies and like everything's pretty and like some cheese on the side and a couple crackers. And like that is literally fully balanced. It is protein, carb, healthy fats and fiber, right? Your veggies, you want to have more fruits and vegetables. Some people say, oh my God, fruits, sugars. Yes, fruit have sugars, but it also comes with a whole hell of a lot of like vitamins and nutrients and fiber and fiber is huge. So yes, have your plate look more colorful. You want more green, more colors, more bright colors, more fruits and vegetables and then the protein, and then the carbohydrates. So yes, you can go chicken, you can go fish. If you're eating beef, try and go a little bit leaner, but you can still have all of the things you enjoy. So your five minute lunch could be, yes, the chicken breast and the veggies, but it could also be like, you know, the dip and last night's leftovers. Like it doesn't need to be specifically like dry chicken breast and like lettuce that that doesn't do anything. You're not even hitting. I think also a lot of people have such like that to me is diet food, right? That like, like me, you know, in, in, in the early nineties or two thousands, like, you know, trying hard to, to create my body into a certain way and knowing that restricting or, or, or eating a certain way will do that. And I never, yes. I'll never forget. Like I, I actually really like bean sprouts. Like I love the, the, the texture and flavor. Yes, of bean the sprouts. Crunch, the- I remember when I was in high school, I used to bring snack bags of, of bean sprouts and this girl once spoke to me, she's like, do you like those? I was like, yeah, I really do. But also I was, I sort of trained myself to love sort of, I really should buy some bean sprouts. That's a good reminder. I'm going to get myself some bean sprouts. I love that shit. Throw it on top of um, everything. You know, and I, I, Chanel, you and I could just do a whole conversation about probiotics and fermented stuff and mm-hmm. all the things you were just talking about the gut enzyme. Cause I actually know nothing about that. Um, mm. And I think that's something that you could school me on. We can, we can get into that into another podcast, but I will. Um, I think that we can do a dedicated piece 15 minutes and yeah. get schooled on why that matters and how to do that. Um, Absolutely. Okay, cool. So I love that. Let's remember to take the, the, the value away from food. Yes. Let's remember to, to treat ourselves with the same dignity that we treat our kids' lunchboxes with, <laughs> um, you know, um, and that it doesn't need to be painstaking, um, mm-hmm. but it really, 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 really matters. Yeah, it absolutely matters. It really matters what we're putting in. It it affects what we're putting out, right? Like you need to have that energy. You want to feel better. And most of us are just operating out of like convenience. <laughs> so that alone is a, is a spiral that just doesn't help us make the best decisions. So it's really about those healthy habits, putting them into play so you can actually take care of yourself the way we take care of everyone else. I love it. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's bring it home with a very important 
fifth point here. We were talking about the five tips to boost your energy and go from exhausted to energized. Number five, this is the take it home, passion and joy. Yes. What do you mean, Charnel? Tell me about Ooh, passion and joy. Yes. Okay. So remember that thing like you used to do or you were a collector or you would dance or you were drawing, whatever it was, you used to do a thing that used to fill you up. Like you were so excited about it. You're thinking about it. It gives you butterflies or you would adventurous or you would go like visit places or you would try new recipes. Like there's this thing, or maybe you collected trains. Like there is this thing that you were so passionate about and it was fun and it was playful and it allowed you to explore. We need more of that in our lives. We absolutely need more of that. We get caught in this grind of like, wake up, do the thing, do the thing, do the thing, go to sleep. You need to have fun again. We need to laugh and we need to play. We need to be creative. We need to explore. And when you bring back that color into your life, it's not just like, okay, it's not gray. You feel amazing, right? Like, you know, there were times where you went to bed and you're like, I'm definitely not going to get enough sleep. And you woke up the next day and you were so excited about something that you had the energy, like you were fine. So it's about cultivating those passions and that joy, whether it's something you do once a week, something you do once a month, something you schedule in, it could be big, like a new venture, or it could be small. Like I love the smell of flowers. I'm going to buy myself flowers every week. Like love it. it. It could be big or small, but really igniting that zest, that exploration, that fun, bringing yeah. that passion into our lives. So you can discover those parts of yourself that you left behind. I love that, Charnel. I know I, I was inspired recently by somebody, I don't know who I said it, but like, you know, picking up the passion you did when you were 14 or 15 years old. Like, what was the thing? Was it skateboarding? Was it dancing? Was it skiing? Skating? You know, yes. I have a friend who's doing a date night with her husband every Tuesday and they're just going skating. Like, they're going skating from four to six. They have a babysitter for two hours and they're just going to skate. Yeah. And it's funny because I just rediscovered boxing. I used to box when I was younger yeah. and I love boxing. I love putting the gloves on because to me that brings back like my muscle memory of boxing is so yes. strong. I know exactly how to box. I'm a really good boxer. I have excellent <laughs> form. I know how to skip. I did it for literally five years of my yes. teenagehood and it brings back so much good memories for me. So, you know, I just found my gloves and my wraps. And to me, I remember like, you know, gloves on world off. That to me was always what yes. it was like it literally in those 40 minutes of boxing. So I started actually trying to do some of the boxing on Peloton again. I have a bag, I have all the skills and I love it, you know, yes, and you're in your I, zone. I remember after my first boxing class during COVID, I went to a boxing club when it was open and after class I weeped. I was like, Oh my God. Like I forgot the last time I felt that joy yes. in doing something physical, you know, that didn't feel like a chore or a punishment. It just was fun. Right. Absolutely. And I see a lot of moms in our community who are going back to dance classes or mm -hmm. are making TikToks that are really fun. And they were really good dancers <laughs> when they were 14. Guess what? They're still really good dancers in their thirties. Like they, yes. their body knows how to move. You remember how to do those pirouettes Absolutely. and those plies and you know how to crunk or whatever it is like <laughs> it's it's all there right so yeah um, absolutely I love that go Chanel, back to that I love that if there's one piece of advice and I know we sort of went through some really it feels rather rude maybe rudimentary it's really not to me and I think under the on the podium of energy conversation this was very very dynamic for me Mm -hmm. If there's one piece of advice you want people to hear today, if they hear nothing else, 
What do you want them to hear? I want them to know that they should be their number one priority. It is okay to put yourself first. It act, there are times in our life where we take care of everyone else. But as you said, when you get to the end of that burnout and there's nothing left, you have to make yourself the priority. So whether that is picking up a hobby, scheduling out that self-time, that rest, talking to your therapist, pulling in a coach or some support, your girls for accountability, you need to make yourself the priority. Absolutely. Everybody, wow, round of applause for Chanel Bartholomew. If if somebody wants to find you, can you just share your handles? We'll put them in the show notes, but where can we find you? Yes. So on IG, I am Chanel.EnergyCoach. There you can get the links to either book a call, have a look at my website. That's VitalityMovementMVMT.com. And you can actually join my newsletter and you get a free little energy ebook that is four ways to boost your energy and fix fatigue. Um, So IG, you can find me on Facebook. I have a Facebook community called Exhausted to Energized as well. I'm in there dropping tips, doing videos. So you can join me there as well. And she's also a Mom Halo scholar this year. So she's on our website at momhalo.com and everything will be in the show show notes. Chanel, you are a queen of queens, my friend. I really, I'm, this was great. Like I really had some aha moments. I was like, oh, that's why that happens in the shower. (laughs) Oh, that's why that happens when my feet touch the sand. Oh, that's why I feel good when I do that shit. Yes. Just schedule that time, schedule that dead time. We're like, I'm just going to do nothing. I'm going to draw or color. I'm going to just take an extra long shower and like the best ideas come, right? But (laughs) Charnel, you are queen. Thank you, my friend. Have a great guy, guys. Then thank you so much for joining us today on the Mom Hala podcast. Bye. As my kids do. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of the Mom Halo podcast, I'd love your support by sharing it with others, posting about us on social, or leaving a really good rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at the Mom Halo. Thanks so much, and I'll see you next time. Sick Kids is helping redefine what's possible in pediatrics. Also, children can lead healthier, happier lives. In 2021, Project Halo raised over $150,000 to help build a new sick kids designed to better serve patients and families. This will include spaces devoted to parents and caregivers, spaces to feel calm, relief, and rest. We are calling on our community again this year to join us in helping build a state-of-the-art hospital. Together, there are no limits to what we can achieve. To learn more and to donate, go to fundraise.sickkidsfoundation.com backslash Project Mom Halo. Thank you for your generosity and support.